0: Ah, close to retirement, or retired already. Time to live the good life, right? Well, you're no longer earning money. You're now withdrawing money each month. And your broker is also withdrawing each month from your account as much as 2 to 3%. And if the market drops, your broker continues to withdraw. Wait a minute. How do we navigate these challenges? That's why to tune in to the Total Financial Hour with host Eric Hallaby, Sundays at 11 a.m. Learn about your financial power on the Total Financial Hour, Sundays at 11 a.m. On AM 870, The Answer. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power. Total financial power. Now higher Hey, welcome to the show. Good morning. Happy New Year. <laughs> Thanks for being with me this part of the program. Look, uh, Total Financial Solutions and TFS Financial Insurance Services bring this brings us to you for a couple of reasons. Uh, I always want you to have financial information, financial knowledge that isn't uh, necessarily driven by the buy stocks, buy bonds, you know, marketplace where every time they tell you to do something, it seems to be buy, buy, buy. Nobody ever tells you to sell. Nobody ever tells you that it's a good idea to take some of the profits, whatever those are, whatever that that is to you, to make a difference in your family's life, maybe to take money and do something different with it. Uh, Why is that? Why is it the marketplace that seems to always be driven about buy, 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 never sell? And don't worry, over time, the market outperforms everything. And don't worry, everybody's going to be rich. And you're just, you know, you're on your path, but you have to just keep buying. You ever think about this? Like, who makes the rules? Rich or poor people? I mean, let's just think about it, <laughs> right? Of course. Rich people have always made the rules. So the socialist movement that we see afoot, guys, think about this for a second. Who's always made the rules? Genghis Khan, he made the rules to benefit himself, his friends, his family. Cleopatra, on the Nile River, she was the person, she was it. She made the rules to benefit herself, her friends, her family. Whether it be Julius Caesar or Fidel Castro, whether it was even Pol Pot, for some of you that know, or Allende in Chile. Right, you understand that most of those rules, if they are written, they're written by dictators or fascists or communists or socialists. Now, what about the United States? Who writes the rules? The rules are written. Ready for this? They were written by rich people. There isn't a difference. Except there's one part of the Constitution. And it says, the rules apply to everyone. That's what it says. Today, you have Dianne Feinstein worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, Elizabeth Warren worth millions of dollars. Bernie Sanders, millions of dollars. Three homes. I mean, you understand that it doesn't matter who they are, right? President Obama, before he started in the Senate, had student loans, he says, and then graduates, if you will, and he and his wife are multi, not a little, tens of millions of millions of dollars, right? Mayor Tom Bradley was a lieutenant in the Los Angeles policeman, Police Department before becoming a city councilman, before becoming mayor. One of the longest running mayors, probably uh, we will ever have. And, and scandal after scandal, but nobody covered it. Why? Because the issue was we don't want to make him feel bad because he's a minority, and we can't pick on him because he believes like we do. Because you see, rich people have always made the rules. The difference is they apply to everybody here in the United States. That's why people come here. Wherever you are in the next day or two, look around, count how many different nationalities. You're going to guess on some, of course. Listen to the language. Why do people die to come to this country? Because it's a capitalistic place that values freedom where you can do what you want. Because the rules apply to everybody, you ready for this? They just don't have to tell you what they are. That's the catch. The catch is we used to know what the rules were. How are you going to become financially successful? Well, they talked about it at your dinner table. Right? Your mom or dad was a a king or a queen or, or a nobleman or noblewoman right a lady or a lord and they all sat around and they shared with each other what it took to be wealthy they talked about the days not not sitting on their iPhones not looking at each other not having a a one-year-old sitting in a crib with an iPad a foot from his or her face i've seen those you've seen them right when you shopped for the holidays what did you see you saw this crazy Uh, idea that we are supposed to be a family. People are in town, and yet they sit around all looking at their their phones. Now, I I even think it's, does it injustice to call it a phone because that is where education has been transferred. You see, because we don't have to tell you what uh, what the rules are, but here's the difference. If you figure it out, you win. So how did we used to figure it out? Well, you did what my mom's family did. A little Michigan farm girl, right? In the middle of, of the heart of America. And they had six kids and a farm. And so what did you do? Well, you trained your kids to be on the farm. And if anybody in that town had any money set aside or could scrap together some funds to send somebody to college, who would it be? The oldest boy or oldest girl? Yeah, that's right. It'd be the oldest boy. You knew that. In fact, many occasions in Midwest and in the old, you know, in the eighteen, nineteen hundreds, what did you do? He said, less girls. If you want to finish the eighth grade, that's fine. You go do that. But you're just going to be married and have kids anyway. So the education system was predominantly, nearly 100% driven down the mail. And usually men from families with means, financial means, where they could take dollars and send somebody to school. So it became this this circle club where you were poor and you weren't allowed in. But if you could spring one person out, if you could save money, sacrifice, sell off something, and send one to college, to university, to learn. You'd all sit around, you'd check your watch. You'd wait three, four, five, six years, and Junior would come walking back into town looking like a gentleman now, not a farmer or somebody whose family works in a factory, works in manufacturing on the Hudson. No, 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 this is actually a person from, well, at least the appearance of higher society. And that is the beginnings of getting families from this generational, I'm stuck in a rut, I'm not going to make any money world, to getting out of the, the crummy part of life. This matters because of this. Because you would sacrifice, you would take out loans, you would delay your retirement. In fact, you would maybe never retire so that your kids had a shot, just a chance. Today, why is it that entire generation is feeling like they were scammed? Very simple. Very simple. Because they took out student loans to get the same information you can now receive for free. Right? Hello? Go to your, go to your phone while you're stopped at a light on private property because you're not allowed to do this on, while you're in your car, unless you're the passenger. Sit there. Pull up your phone and say, how do I build a nuclear reactor? Click. It'll tell you the how. How, wh- how was a pyramid built? Tell me about bottlenose dolphins or uh, astrophysics. Almost anything that you want to know about, knowledge-wise, is free. Whether you have the Obama phone, right, when they give those away. You've heard me talk about that. You can pass by these places in, in not-so-nice parts of town, and they're given away, usually in gas station parking lots or liquor store parking lots, and it has a sign, free phone. Hollywood did a movie about that that was interesting. Right I think it was the Kingsman, 2, the second version. Take a look what happens when they give you free stuff. It means they get to monitor, monitor everything. Not that they aren't doing it when you pay for a phone, but maybe. Now, listen, this is important for you to realize when you take money from your future or from an asset, in other words, a house that's meant to pay for your living and you refinance or you take money from your retirement and you you suck those dollars out and you transfer them for an education in which your daughter or son could either get at a very discounted rate, right, at community college. Oh, my kids never going to go to they would never demean themselves to go to a two-year university or two-year, you know, community college or uh, junior college, whatever they call it these days, right? Say, well, okay. Then then junior, you, you better go to work or I'm going to pay for half and during the summers you work and during the breaks you work. Well, I need to take a break. Well, that's nice. I don't get a break. I get two weeks vacation a year. So you don't get a break. Otherwise, well, but dad, it could take me five years to get out of four-year school. It could take me six years to get a bachelor's degree. Yes, it will. Or it'll take you 20 years to pay back that four years. Right? I don't think you realize that the same education it has never been where rich people make the rules, the rules apply to apply to everybody here in the United States. They don't have to tell you them. That was really the push as information as people began to read and people began to buy individual stocks and bonds and mutual funds. They uh, In 1924, mutual funds were created. Still, most people were broke. That didn't matter. In fact, when the stock market collapsed in 1929... People said, oh, it was a Great Depression. It didn't really matter to most people because they didn't have stocks. What mattered to most people was their employer's employer or the boss's boss had money. And when the boss's boss had money and their business went out of business, what took place for you and me? Well, very simple. We lost our jobs, right? If you didn't have money in the stock market, it didn't matter. Maybe your employer did or your customers. That's why it impacted most people. Because your job was to buy a house and pay it off. You moved once. Why do you think there was 30-year mortgages? You ever ask yourself 30-year mortgages? Not 25, not 28, not 36. Why, why 30? Generally speaking, it's because of this. Because as a man, right? We're talking about back in the day, you would, eh, some sort of trade, education. It would take you years to figure that out. Maybe you would be 25 years old or 30 before you really, really settled down. And then what took place, which was amazing, imagine this, you would get married and then you would save, still saving. And you might be 31, 32, living with your parents or her parents, working on your trade craft. And finally you would buy a house. 31, 32 years old for you. Your wife was, I don't know, probably in her 20s. And then you bought a house. So do the math. 30 years old with a 30-year mortgage, you're now 60 years old when it's paid off. Because part of retirement was zero debt. Part of retirement was not having to pay out money from the back door that you received in the front door, so which means you could receive less money, which is why people said, oh, aren't I going to be in a lower tax bracket when I retire? Do you realize all of that thinking is old school thinking? The system is no longer written for those rules because manipulation can no longer occur by restricting education to only those that could afford to go across the country to one of those Ivy League institutions. Today, you can be online in the middle of the Himalayas, as long as you had a satellite internet and take a class at Harvard. You could be somebody who never leaves your Alaskan cabin in the woods and... Get a degree from Arizona State University. You could be somebody that's broke, who who just is, has a drive, who gets your free Obama phone, or your free iPad or computer, or or you know sweep sweep uh, parking lots, make up enough money for a used one, sit in a public library, and get a degree from you pick the place, for free, community college classes for free. Library books online on your iPad or your cell phone for free. Now, you know how I think about this. There is no such thing as free because the librarians want to be paid. The college professors expect to be paid. And all of those administrators that are really overpaid, ask anybody who works at an institution, it's kind of embarrassing when they say that they, uh, oh, I'm an administrator at so and so. They kind of look left and right to see if anybody that, that knows is looking. I'm just telling you this because I have friends and family and clients. Or that mid-level at, at, you know, LA Unified, who gets picked on by the administrators, and who may not be in a classroom, but all they do all day long is, is get hit on by the teachers uh, below them, and the parents are yelling at them, and right, you, you say, well, am I really a teacher anymore? Am I an educator? Or am I just a, and not just, but am I an administrator whose job it is is just to take flack from everywhere? And the state of California says, here are 17 more things you have to teach in the same school year. And it almost has nothing to do with reading, writing, and arithmetic. So as the education system becomes a political manipulation system, those of you that were 40, 50, 60 years old when you went back to college and now you're in your 70s or you're 65, and in 2008 you went back and earned your master's degree at USC, right? Loyola, great. Pepperdine, lots of money. 80, $100,000. Well, now you're collecting Social Security. Guess what? If you didn't pay back your student loans and you're late, they garnish your Social Security check. Do you know that? There's over 100,000 Americans that are having their Social Security check garnished because they did not pay their student loans. Now, the good news is they will leave you $750 a month. So, they'll take everything that you owe them above that based on their formula. And if you don't pay it back, President Obama signed it, I think it was in 2009. It says the IRS now has the authority to pull your passport. Now, maybe that happened before him, but they can now link that for non payment of student loan debt. They can pull your uh, licenses. So, if you have a nursing license or license to practice medicine or or any kind of uh, license, contractor, architecture. Don't pay your student loan debt. Now, that used to be if you were a criminal, or if you didn't pay your alimony or child support, or you were a deadbeat dad. Well, they could go after you for those things. Now it's student loan debt from a defunct charter college or or ITT Tech or whatever that thing was called. Right? The, The key is this, guys. Rich people have always made the rules. So how does that translate to your financial world? Very, very simply. Because if you're playing a game where the rules have changed and nobody told you, and you think the answer is to get massive student loan debt for a liberal arts degree or to get tens of thousands of student loan debt for a degree in English or gender studies or the... uh, you know mating habits of the frog in in east africa or something you understand that those things are irrelevant to any kind of financial means now if you want to learn it that's fine you can study it all day long there are people that publish papers for free all day long so you can find out the information you can study it you can you can make it a hobby but before you walk in the door you need to have a plan to say, all right, I'm willing to take on tens of thousands of student loan debt so that when I get out, I'm going to work in this field. And here are the 10 different places that will hire me. Here's what it looks like. Here are the people. And at the same time, this is where I make my money. And it's sufficient for me to live and everybody's happy. Okay, I got it. Then that's good. What I don't want you to do is to think in some form or, or, or fashion in your, in your world, I don't know. I think this is the key. You better learn to bob and weave because the rules have changed and they've changed for retirement. If you think the stock market is the answer, then maybe, I don't know, maybe you're right. I don't know. I, nobody can guess that, by the way. Not somebody who throws things at TV not somebody who's a flamboyant uh, uh, lady who, who, who's on the on the television, who puts you down or belittles you or nobody. I used to listen to a guy on, on radio who all he ever said was, uh, buy Jenny Mays, government national mortgage, buy Jenny Mays, you know, and, and he would use a couple of, of companies that uh, were the best. And, and, you know, listen, I was a trader at the time. I was an investor at the time and I would look at it. I'd say, gosh, you know, seems really safe and it's a good place to put money. And then 2008 comes and people lost their shirt in many cases. They lost many, many dollars. So if you think anybody on TV or radio is going to tell you the way that you should invest your money without sitting down with you, without meeting and discussing what your needs are, what your other assets are, look, use what we say to you as a means to do more research, maybe a direction, maybe ideas. Huh? I never thought about that. Let me check that out. Oh, that's interesting. Let me look, at, look more into that. What I don't want you to do is to think that anybody who is on TV, you know, with their 12-minute segments before they go to commercial break and they're a counselor, you know, and you, you see people on the other side throwing things, right? Or they're, they're accusing people. Listen, that's not what their job is. Their job is to entertain just enough for the next commercial. Keep you there until the commercials run. That's the idea. So you, you just have to have this foundation, guys, of understanding the way the markets work. The markets are very serious. You could make money and you can lose. If your family's finances are all tied to one place and you are not looking at strategic income, guaranteed income, uh, monthly income, and you think that the answer is all going to come from a pension? Right, I, I told you how a friend of mine worked in, in state government. And in analysis, there was some I think it was around three thousand Caltrans employees that were duplicate jobs, meaning they could eliminate those jobs over time. Now immediately the liberal part of you goes, Oh, well, those people's their family, blah, blah, blah. Okay, listen, I said over time. When they retire, don't replace them. When there's another opening somewhere else, transfer them to a real job where they're actually doing something that that matters. Instead, you have groups of people in government positions that have 3,000 salaries, 3,000 pensions, 3,000 health insurance, and it isn't like in Caltrans or any other government job that they make something in which they sell. In other words, they don't make a widget for $2 and sell it for $5, so there's a profit. What they do is they provide roads and bridges and repairs. I get it. Very essential. But the only way that they receive money is from taxing other people. And the only way they receive money is by pulling money from the the economic system. And you can say the same about school teachers and government employers. Listen, we need them. I'm not saying they're bad. But you have to get off your political uh, hierarchy and start doing math. Guys, it's just one plus one equals two. Don't make it more dramatic than that. If there's a job and it's producing, great. But do this for, for yourself for a minute. Ask yourself, would I hire myself? Would I, would I take money from my, every month, I would knock on my friends and family's door and say, okay, you owe me $1.50, you owe me $2, you owe me 50 cents. Could you look at them in the eye for the work that you've done that month or that week and say, I want you to pay me from your bank account right now, from your pocket, write me a check. If the answer is yes, then great. If the answer is no, then you have to ask yourself, how many more people are like this out there? Because the tax scenario, the world, the financial world is not going to change, guys. You start the new year right right? Go through and say, how am I going to financially make a difference? You want to get education all day long? No problem. You can get it for free, right? Whether it's Ted talk or the YouTubes of the world, or whether it's going to be based on certain, uh, you know, financial gurus or, or trade. Maybe there's guys in your trade that, that are amazing, that have great websites or, or conferences you can attend. The reason that they make everybody take an English class is so you can write your papers in whatever your field is properly, right? You have to be able to put together the English language. So learn how to write the English language. You can do that now. You can hire individual tutors. You don't need to spend $100,000 on undergrad uh, school so you can end up paying back student loans with interest with after-tax money. So every time you have a payment of $500, maybe you have to earn $600, $700. And, and by the time you earn $700, you have to pay payroll tax on that money. So maybe that's an extra 7% or so. And because the, the $500 payment has some interest built into it, maybe you're only paying down your loan by, let's say, 350 So you have to earn $700, physical labor, effort, whatever, so that you have a reduction of your debt by $350. Do you understand? You are, double, you are paying it back in double because the government gets their peace in the beginning, in the middle, and in the end. Rich people have always made the rules. The reason we, we have people flocking to this country from all over the world is because the rules apply to everyone. And anyone can succeed. Work ethic, just the basics showing up on time, working hard, being curious, always learning, getting, well, uh, getting along well with others. That's the key. If you're willing to learn and grow, a company finds you invaluable. Nobody ever called and asked, hey, what did you get on your 11th grade history test? Tell me about that grad school, uh, the final paper. What, was it an A or a B? So your wealth and success is up to you. Stay tuned. We're going to continue. got some great information for you guys on some of the rules and some of the colleges that are, some of the things that are changing as we plan for this new year. Hopefully a lot of you are home. We'll be back. 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-997-3847. The Total Financial Hour. I'm Arif Halaby on AM870, The Answer. Now Arif has a plan for me. security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now higher income strategy. Hey guys, thanks for staying with me. My name is Arif Halliby, 888 retire eight 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 nine nine seven three eight four seven. the total financial hour on 870 the answer. All right, let's get into the, the SECURE Act of 2019. One of the things I really appreciate about Donald Trump is his, his approach to things doesn't come clouded with the the barriers, if you will, of political ideas like well we've always done it that way or you can't say that because that's not what we've always said or always done and so he's really come can't come in with ideas and I believe people a lot of the the people some would call the trolls of the. Uh, governmental system that just never seems to be done, right? They're just always there. They're working for this administration or this agency or that agency. Many of them are good people, but they're not courageous people. Here's what I mean. Give them the ability to do something, like say, here are the new rules, and a lot of them will step up. But if you say, sorry, you have to play by this set of game, uh, these set of rules, you're playing this game now, you're just going to do what I tell you. You're going to sit in that corner office, over on J Street, up in the top, you know, the third one from the left on the third floor down, right? What do those people do? Does anybody even check on them? And yet, they will play along. They won't be creative. They don't want to, listen, there's a pension. There's a thrift savings plan. It's called like a 401k, right? Federal workers have pretty good darn benefits. I'm not going to make any waves. I have eight years to retirement. Oh, wait a second. Donald Trump comes in and we start getting the tax plan uh, from uh, 2017 we start we start getting some regulatory uh, common sense rules out of the way we bring in Betsy DeVos into the educational system perfect no of course not you guys come on knock it off apply the the standard of perfection to your side or your idea and see how well that holds up perfect of course not but much more beneficial for you and me yes And the Secure Act of 2019 allows you to get reliable retirement income inside of your 401k plan, your company retirement plan. Because here's one of the big challenges for people. You've worked your whole life, you've accumulated a million, two million, three million dollars, you've become reasonably quote, wealthy, successful. And you're four years to retirement, two years, six years. What will happen if we have another thirty or forty percent correction? You lose hundreds of thousands of dollars. Where do we step in? Look, my job is not to make you rich. It's to keep you from being broke. My job is to step in and to say, listen, you want to preserve how much of this money? Half, two-thirds? It's up to you. Let's move it out of the market. Let's, Let's lock it down, if you will, get safety. Let's start growing without any fees, no monthly fees, quarterly fees, annual fees. We can get reasonable gains. We can grow when the market grows. We're not going to lose if it goes backwards, but there's a couple of catches, guys. There's no free lunch. You know the story. What are the catches? Catch number one, listen, there's going to be a cap on what you can make. You're probably going to make between zero and 10, maybe zero and 12. The market's negative. You'll earn a zero. You mean I won't always make something? Probably not. Nope. Nope. Zero. And then what if the market does 30% next year? You're probably not going to make any more than 10, 12, maybe a little more, but let's say 10 or 12. That's it, percent, done. But I think the market's going to go up. Then you know what? You keep everything there on red. You roll that dice, you sit it there. And if you're right, you can come and knock on my door and go, ha ha, I made 32%. I go, gosh, you're lucky, good good for you. I'd be happy for you. Why would I not be happy? But what happens isn't when things go well, because remember, nobody's telling you to sell. So how much do you need to make? Eight, 12, 15, 26? Once you make that percentage, your broker, Wall Street, nobody, it's, in, it's in nobody's best interest for you to pull money out of the market. The team that you work with, right? Most people, they only get paid if your money's at risk, right? I, listen, I don't know everybody. You, you're crazy if you think, oh, I found a guy in Des Moines, Iowa, you know, on 4th on Street there. He gets paid differently. Okay, listen, I'm telling you about what most of you have right? The the way that they get paid in any of your accounts is if your money's at risk. Now there's the Schwab and the Fidelity and some of these models that say zero trade, zero trade cost, zero, zero. Then what do they do? Just the opposite. They put your money in the market. They they mandate some in the money market account. Why? So they can take your 10 or 15%, right? Let's call it a hundred thousand dollars that sits in money market. And you say, ha ha, or if I'm safe, I have a hundred thousand sitting in money market drop below a certain balance, and they might charge a fee. Well, why? Because that 100000 is used by their banking division to do loans. And maybe they can lend out five times that or ten times that. They borrow from the Federal Reserve or other banks, whatever, whatever system they're a part of. So they're allowed to go out, use your hundred, maybe lend out 500000 a million or more, charge interest on that million, and pay you your 1% or 2% in your money market. I mean, you understand there's no free lunch here, guys. The catch with us is simple. There's a time commitment. You want to take out about 10% per year? No problem. No fee, no penalty, no charge, nothing. Take out more? Well, you might pay a fee. Depends on how or why. So why I say this is exciting, for this because the Secure Act of 2019, they allow you to still be at your job for 401k plans to insert these safety type provisions, these types of accounts. We'll see how the final uh, implementation, we know the law has passed, but what's the implementation? We'll see what that looks like and when it takes effect. But there are some great benefits for you. If you're 59 years of age or older, you are allowed to do an in-service rollover most of the time. That means you pick up your account, Move it over, drop it into safety. You can pull out 10000 50000 it doesn't matter. However much you'd like, 250000 Still keep your job, still get the matching, but you've secured the principal, a big bulk of it or all of it. You're allowed to pick it up and move it over. That matters if you're trying to retire in the next five years. Because if you're trying to retire in the next five years, it gives you an opportunity to say, at least I know I can retire. So if the market drops between now and then, that's fine. I'll wait for that money to return, but I can still start living my plan. Here's another big change, guys, and it's happening with this Secure Act of 2019. What I need you to do is pay attention on two big things. Ready? Number one, the way you leave money to your children, grandchildren is going to have to change. Because what used to happen is you were allowed to defer it forever and ever. In other words, you were allowed to spread it out. So it's called a stretch IRA. As long as certain minimum distributions were taken out, no problem, no penalty, no fee. If you didn't, then you would have to pay a fee. Right? Well, today it's not the case anymore. Now your spouse receives that same benefit. They can take it and spread it out over their lifetime. That's not a problem. But your particular lifetime income as a child or, or a grandchild doesn't work that way anymore. Now what happens is they have to take it all out in 10 years. Those distributions, however, they're still subject to income taxes. That doesn't change. Will need to be made, spend out, distributed over a 10-year time frame. Here's the reason that matters, because usually you are in an older, uh, a higher tax bracket because by the time you inherit money, this is you know, generally speaking, you are 55, 60, 65 years old and your grandparents or your parents have passed on. Once they pass away, you're in the highest earning years of your life. Your children are gone off to college or they're, they're already uh, married. No write-offs there. Most of your house mortgage probably is principal that you're paying. You might be paying the same payment, but most of it is principal, less is interest. And that's the only write-off that you might receive. So the problem is right at this minute in in time, here's a big chunk of money you have to distribute over the next 10 years. And you're like, oh, crud, I'm in the highest tax bracket I'm ever going to be in. So I'm going to give you some strategies around this because I think the sooner you plan the more maneuverability you have, the better off you're going to be. Okay, number one is, have your parent or grandparent, whoever you expect to inherit money from, or yourself, consider Roth IRA conversions, meaning you're taking traditional IRAs or traditional 401ks where the taxes have yet to be paid. You're going to run that through your tax bracket. So yes, today you're going to pay more in taxes, most likely. But it now becomes a Roth IRA, R-O-T-H. And you have a much more favorable distribution set of rules. It goes without saying, you need to meet with your CPA or your tax preparer. You need to meet with your financial advisor. You need to sit down and say, here's my personal situation. Is it better to wait? Am I, am I better to, to pay the piper later or now? Because everybody pays. The challenge in the United States is you're paying taxes on taxes on taxes. The difference is this, guys, you'll say, oh, well, that's sales tax or that's income tax or that's a luxury tax when they buy a car. So they're paying sales tax and then a penalty tax for being wealthy and being able to employ more people. Right? No matter what, you're going to pay a tax on tax on tax. So just realize that the income tax that you've paid income tax on, when you go to purchase something, you're going to pay another tax But just because they call it something else, it doesn't make it different. It still leaves your pocket and goes to somebody else at the threat of jail or, uh, you know, confiscation of your assets. In other words, it's by force. People don't realize, uh, you know, taxation is is a by force deal. It's not as if you get to voluntarily comply. So ask your socialist candidates for, for president. If you really think we should go out and charge more, you know, pay more in taxes, billionaire, millionaire tax, millionaires, on Great. Why don't you just start, lead by example, start writing checks, right? Listen, the crazies on the side that yell and scream about all of this stuff, look at yourself, right? Greta, that, Greta Thornburg, the, the young lady who threw herself into uh, this diatribe of uh, adults are letting her down, what was a time woman of the year or time person of the year or something beyond it being an ignorant joke. The bottom line is at least she held true to her standards, right? When the climate deal was going to be in Brazil, she got on a boat and headed across the Atlantic because it was a quote, less of a carbon footprint. The problem was she was almost there and they said, we can't do it in Brazil. We're going to do it back in Europe. And so, she had to turn around, uh, and she was like, oh, man. So she had to turn around and, and get back into Europe in time for, and I don't know if she made it. I doubt it because it was such a short window of time, and there was some unrest or something happening in in Central or South America that uh, prevented this climate summit. So I don't know. At, at least she's somebody who holds true, not like a Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren who fly in private jets. They have armed security people. They, they get to drink bottles of wine that you and I can only dream about. They, they get to have uh, luxury suites, penthouse suites overlooking you pick the city. Right. They're not staying in, in the second floor that looks out over the parking structure or, or air conditioning units on the building next door. Right. They wouldn't do that. But they expect you to. Guys, if you don't realize, this is a big change. Listen, I don't agree with President Trump on everything. I don't agree with my wife on everything, and I married her for 29 years. So you've got to knock this thing off of, well, you know, did you hear what he said over here? Okay, let's talk about your parents. Didn't your mom or dad ever say something bad or stupid or, or ignorant or or be mean? Or Of course they did. They're human beings. And yet you can run around and... and Claim that, oh, I'm not supporting the president because, you know, what he said about women. All right. So then listen, don't ask him his advice on women. All right. Uh, look, if you think he's an ignorant, uh, mean, uh, chauvinistic, got it. Okay, great. So next time you have any advice on women, ask your friends at the bar or your friends at church. All right. Don't take his advice. But running the country, cleaning up the mess, you guys, you guys. Listen, he was my 17 out of 17 choices, right, out of all the men and women on the stage for the Republican Conservative Party. But let me tell you, I don't think anybody could do what he's doing. I don't know why God put him at that moment in time. Maybe someday we'll find out. But if you don't think he's the right person to economically fix the country, because the Listen, the federal government getting involved in your retirement planning, as if somebody who retires in Kentucky or Seattle or Austin, Texas, or Los Angeles have anything in common, except we all spend dollars, it's completely different tax scenario, completely different family scenarios. The less involved the federal government is, the better better you are able to provide for your family to honor the way that you want to live, and the way that you want to leave a legacy to your family. Because the SECURE Act of 2019 starts to crack that a little bit. In other words, remember the age of 70 and a half? Required minimum distributions at 70 and a half. It's now going to delay that until age 72. So practically... It's not a huge change because there's rules the year following the year of 70 and a half. So practically, uh, the best case scenario is a year and a half. Most likely, it's six months of a delay. Okay. You're between six months and a year and a half, depending on who you are and when, what, what part of the year you were born, etc. cetera. But what it does do is it gets rid of the layer because so many of you could not tell me if I said, okay, great, you're uh, you're turning 70 this July. Tell me what the rules are in you taking money out of your retirement account. And you would just parrot back 70 and a half. Bob right? Dave Ramsey, 70 and a half. I <laughs> go, listen, you guys. There's a, it's called the year following the year on April 1st, 70 and a half. Uh-huh. And then immediately your your eyes will glaze over because that's all you parroted back. You didn't know the rest of the story and what the penalty is. Some of you may not even know. It was fifty-five zero fifty 50, five, zero, 50%. So now you're 72, 73 years old under the old plan. You forget to take money from your retirement account. It's $10,000. You just, you didn't need it. Your rental income's fine. Your pension's good. No debt. You finally paid off the house. Whatever's good. And you forget to take out $10,000. What is your penalty? Penalty was $5,000, 50%, plus taxes, fees, fines, interest, penalties which, by the way, are all something different. You think fines, fees, penalties, taxes, interest, you think all of those are the same. They're not. They're different categories, different formulas. So by getting rid of a lot of that, the the confusion of 70 and a half, the second birth date when you're born and all that, and making it age 72, it's a great day for simplicity because the rules were written by rich people. And they were written, in my opinion, to be confusing to the common person who doesn't have a law degree or or a finance degree from Wharton School of Business. So finally, there's some simplicity. There's some real basic. 72. Everybody knows when they're 72. How many seniors at that age can tell me when they're 70 and a half, right, without a pen and paper or a calculator, (laughs) sitting down and doing the square root and divided by and so there's a big impact on delaying it because you don't have to withdraw that money out. Here's the other part: some, many of you are still working at age 70. Some because you have to, some because you want to. But once you hit age 70 and a half, you were no longer allowed to put money into an IRA. Sorry, nope. You, you said, but my my company doesn't have a 401k plan anymore. Well, sorry. Not only were you, are you a forced to take money from your retirement account. You can't add money into your retirement account anymore, even though you don't need it today, but you're going to need it in the future. Well, that provision has been ruled out. Meaning if you are still working past age 70 and a half, 71, it doesn't matter. You are allowed to put $7,000 into your retirement account still. That's kind of cool because you might say, listen, I don't need it, but I want it for my wife. She's younger than me. I want it for my kids, my grandkids. I might need it for my medical care later. So this new Secure Act of 2019 allows you to set money aside for the long haul. Later on down in life, even if it's five years without a penalty or fee. I like that. Here's another uh, plan that's I think kind of important. When I talked about that stretch rule and and spending money out over this 10-year time frame, I want you to think about how do you get around that, so to speak? How do you make sure that you don't end up giving half of your money to the government after you pass away, and you want it to go to your children. You earned it, after all. So, people are going to make their spouses the beneficiary. Okay, that's pretty common. But either maybe you don't have a spouse, maybe they predeceased you, or you are divorced, and your children are going to be the beneficiary. I want you to consider. Remember how I uh, how I mentioned the conversion over to a Roth, because converting to a Roth IRA. Allows you to maybe not pay, uh, the, the, not, not have to defer through the 10 years later on. You'll pay taxes today, but you might be able to control that. Maybe you have losses, etc. But here's the other plan. Consider a life insurance policy. So what people are doing is they're making their spouses the beneficiary of their IRAs or 401k plans. And the reason you do that is because they have the same rules as you. They can continue it for their lifetime. It doesn't, there's none of this tenured stuff. And then they have a life insurance policy that goes to their children or grandchildren. That is a tax-free transfer, the life insurance. But if you don't have a spouse or she or he predeceases you and you have a retirement account, consider giving that to charity. You can give it to two charities, divide it in half. It doesn't matter. And the reason is because that is a very favorable, if not a tax-free, transfer to the nonprofits. So in other words, your estate doesn't pay taxes on the life insurance. The recipient doesn't pay taxes on the retirement account. Now listen, I'm not a CPA, so I'm not going to give you tax advice. I'm speaking in general. But you need to speak with them and say, hey, Arif said this. Is this right? Where does it apply to me? Does it fit my situation? Because everybody's going to be a little different. But consider this as an option, at least to open the conversation. Because in your particular case, just like mine, you don't work your entire life so that you can give something to, to the state government or the federal government, right? Unless you think they're doing an amazing job, right? The state of California is run by one political party. If you think our drug, our homeless, uh, the, the mass amounts, you, you realize when people break into these stores and they all run out, you saw it during the holidays, and they all run out, stealing iPads, stealing uh, uh, clothing. Literally the bad guys have a calculator because they know what the limit is that they can get away with without being arrested. That's why there's 20 of them that go in the store. They each take $900. Life is good. There has been, <laughs> it's pretty sad, there has been uh, audio and visual recordings of these guys with calculators deciding how many pairs of jeans, clothing, clothing. Uh, uh, electric, whatever. That is th- This whole system that's backwards is run by one political party. So expect the state of California to continue to try to find ways to take your money. The federal government, listen, right now they're doing some pretty smart things. Not perfect, but the Secure Act of 2019, it is going to be law. It already is. It's over. You need to find a way to make sure your financial system matches it well. You speak with your financial advisors, your your tax professionals, and this can help your new year be amazing. But you have to get ahead of the curve, right? You have to make sure you're, you're prepared, you're managing your financial life well. You do that by doing research, by having professionals that think like you do. If you've already made a substantial amount of money and you want to protect it, that's what TFS Insurance Services, uh, Financial Insurance service. that's what we do. Total Financial Solutions TFS that's what we do we take money from the from the risk side move it over to the safe and listen there are people that are going to tell you oh there's risk and there's fees not true not true ask them why they don't do what we do i mean i guess it's because it doesn't have an annual payment to them where they can make money no matter what ha- market goes down they get paid Right? Listen, I don't know the ethics behind that. It's not what I do anymore. I used to, but there's a moment in time when you have to confront what you do as a, as a profession and say, am I really helping people or helping myself? All right, so, so check yourself. Total Financial Solutions, TFS, Financial Insurance Services, can be reached at 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-997-3847. I'm of Halliby. We're with you every week at this time. You can get a hold of us through the normal week. We're off during the regular holidays, of course. But 888 retire that's how you find me on AM870, The Answer. Total Financial Solutions, be happy to meet with you anytime. I'm Eric Hallaby. Thanks for being with me. Have a wonderful meeting.